It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's National Signing Day across the college landscape, and Locked On has you covered with the latest signings from your favorite college teams. I'm Jordan Black, and big news today from Auburn is Jeremiah Cobb made his decision. Alongside recruiting expert John Garcia, we welcome in Zach Blackerby of Locked On Auburn. Zach, take us through Jeremiah's decision, what it means for the running back room and for Auburn's recruiting class for 2023. Yeah, Jeremiah Cobb, a, a, a special, a special talent out of Montgomery Catholic and a guy that loves Carnell Williams more than anybody, it seems like. Um, but yeah, he, he didn't sign during the early signing period. A lot of Auburn fans were getting a little nervous about that and they could finally exhale, take a deep breath because Jeremiah Cobb is officially a part of Auburn's 2023 signing class which is fun. I mean, obviously running back is a solid position for Auburn right now when you look at 2023 with Jarquez Hunter, but we all know you can't have too many special running backs in the SEC. And so this is a guy that can do so many things to opposing defenses as far as being relevant in the passing game, both as a pass protector and a pass catcher. Uh, You can motion him out at the slot and and he could be effective. I mean, this is just an athlete that could do all sorts of things. He also may be relevant in the kick return game early in his career, especially early on if he's splitting carries with a guy like Jarquez Hunter or maybe Damari Austin. They brought in a transfer from uh, from uh, South Florida, Brian Batie as well. So they just want to find a way to get him on the field. And Jeremiah Cobb, he'll do that because he is that special, Jordan. He's that special of a player coming out of Montgomery Catholic. Are there any weaknesses in this class? What didn't the – recruiting class kind of secure in 2023 that they should have question for both of you. And we'll start with Zach. Yeah, maybe, maybe linebacker out of high school, uh, specifically middle linebacker. I think some of the guys that can play along the edge, they're going to be able to be relevant in in a few years. And then we'll, you know, we'll talk about Keldrick Falk in a second. That's just a different animal, but they address it through the transfer portal and they've got some guys with some years of eligibility left. So maybe that was kind of their plan to bridge that gap until Hugh Freeze is able to have a full year to, to kind of create his own signing class. But there's not, a, there's not a clear snapshot of what the future at the linebacker position looks like. And that's really the only position on the defense where you can say that. You can see, okay, the defensive line may look like this in a few years. Definitely. You could definitely say that with the defensive backfield, with Kay and Lee. John, I know you're high on Kay and Lee. And the offensive line, they definitely check that box. Running back, they check that box. Hugh Freeze got a quarterback out of the high school ranks that he really likes, Hank Brown, a former former uh, Liberty commit, so he kind of followed Hugh Freeze over. And so, yeah, I, I think almost by default, it's probably middle linebacker. That may be the biggest hole. I'd go to quarterback in the portal. I, I think that was really sure. kind of the obvious spot once we saw the types of quarterbacks in the portal. And we know this wasn't just a one-to-one kind of deal. There were other circumstances. Even academics came up with certain transfer candidates. But not landing a proven veteran, I think, puts a lot of pressure on the group that Hugh Freeze is inheriting. And there's a lot of upside with, with some of them, particularly Robbie Ashford from an athletic mm-hmm. standpoint. So we'll see if Hugh Freeze can 
bring him on from a developmental standpoint, but I think he's going to kind of have to. So I think that will be a fascinating development to watch in spring and potentially beyond when that second portal window opens. Do you stay put or do you push uh, once again in a few months? I think that will be very telling on how the battle goes internally uh, in the QB room. Because, look, Hugh Freeze, you bring him in to stabilize your recruiting efforts overall, to organize your recruiting efforts and increase your ceiling, but really – it's a quarterback passing situation kind of deal. And and to have that box unchecked was a little bit surprising from Auburn. But like you said, Zach, just about every other box was checked when you combine high school recruiting and the portal. Some of these portal gets were starters at other SEC and big time programs. So a lot of those guys are going to hit the ground running and then some when they get to the planes for good. But yeah, quarterback's going to be interesting to watch going forward. That room is, is going to be uh Always, it's always intense, but it's going to be just as intense with, with Hugh Freeze, everybody trying to make that strong first impression. One of the things that Zach and I were talking about earlier, John, was the rise that this recruiting class had since Hugh Freeze got to the Plains. What did you see from a national recruiting landscape, maybe in terms of numbers, that as to how this recruiting class has improved since Coach Freeze uh, took the helm of this program? He did the work. I mean, he put together a great staff. Um, you, you kept the guy you had to keep uh, from the last staff and, and Cadillac Williams. But really, it was about the work. I mean, he was hitting the ground running in Montgomery immediately. I think the day he got to Auburn, he took the drive down 85. So, look, this is this is what he is known for. Um, I know it came with some negative connotations, but overall, he's been known for recruiting. And I think he was able to hit the ground running in that regard. And he widened not only the the target area, but the ceiling for, for Auburn's class. Uh, and he did it where Auburn had been up and down previously, which was locally. You know, he did it in Montgomery. He did it Highland Home, Keldrick Falker we'll talk about. I mean, he's as local as it gets to Auburn outside of J.C. Hart from Lotropoca. And you got both of them, right? So you, you satisfied local needs, and yeah. then you had the ambition to go out and flip so many recruits, not only Falk from Florida State, but – Kay and Lee was committed to Ohio State. Um, Darren Reed was committed to LSU. Sylvester Smith was committed to Tennessee. You see a theme here. You have to have the ambition to go after guys who have already given a promise to another school, and that's what Hugh Freeze comes with. It's going to be – he's going to do the work, but he's also going to be bold and ambitious in that processing, and you saw it come out very successfully for Auburn there in the end. Okay, well, you guys have mentioned him twice now at least. Let's talk about Keldrick Falk. Tell mm. us what we need to know about him and uh, tell us about him him gaining that that fifth star um, from Rivals. Let's start with Zach and tell us what, what fans need to know about him and what he'll add to this class and this team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a class changer, and I think over the course of his Auburn career, he'll have the chance to be a, a defense changer. I mean, I think he is that gifted of a player – coming out of high school and you you just look at his frame 260 270 you know i mean he's six five I mean, he's got everything that you want he's got violent hands he's got a quick first step off of the line of scrimmage and he's done it you know he did it against you know lesser competition at highland home but then we've also seen him do it and these uh you know these these all-star game levels I mean, against other four and five star guys and so the fact that he was able to show that and show that flash is what got him that fifth star via rivals, which is really, really great. But I think it also kind of sends a message. I think it sends a message of, hey, Hugh Freeze is able to go out and get the guys of this caliber talent. It was previously committed to Florida State, and that was a crushing thing. But then Hugh Freeze and his staff, they didn't give up on him. They kept calling him, kept calling him, kept calling him. 
And fortunately, his mother, I think, wanted him at Auburn, which certainly, certainly helped, I think, down the stretch. But all in all, I mean, Keldrick Falk, he's got a chance to start as a true freshman in the SEC at a very, very important position that is tasked with pressuring opposing quarterbacks and putting a lot of pressure on left and right tackles throughout the SEC. And regardless, worst case, he's going to be a rotation player behind Elijah McAllister, the transfer from Vanderbilt, and Dylan Brooks, the only edge guy that's really coming back with any sort of experience at Auburn. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to like about the addition of Kelcher Falk. Yeah, you got to go where your mom wants you to go. Right? That's right. <laughs> that's for right. Folks who don't, uh, you know, you always want your school to get the most guys with the most five stars or four stars. John, give us some perspective about what it means to, to gain another star, how you do that, um, and, and what it means that Auburn was able to get a guy who got another star. Yeah, uh, like Zach said, it means a lot when you're able to do that as a brand new coaching staff, yet to coach your first real practice, much less your first game. But I think for Falk, his path to that fifth star was pretty clear to see. You know, always a tall, long, rangy prospect, very good basketball player. And then we saw him at tight end. We saw him at defensive end, just kind of this long, lean, athletic blank canvas. But over the last 12 months, a lot of the projection side of the business became realized. He got bigger. He filled out more. He got more technically polished. And like Zach said, he started to dominate everyone, not just the local guys. He started to dominate mm. national prospects in the process. So it's a projection business, but we got to see a lot of the steps taken uh, towards Keldrick Falk's projection. I mean, he's probably gained 60 pounds since he first picked up that Auburn scholarship offer. So it's much more tangible this time around so easier to go ahead and, and give him the nod in that regard because he still has that athletic foundation that length a lot of the traits that made him you know burst onto the scene despite being from highland home alabama which is not something we see every single recruiting cycle so the projection has kind of been realized and i think he kind of just forced everybody's hand hey this is my performance now it's not about two or three years from now it's about mm -hmm. right now Falk's growth in the last 12 months in particular, staggeringly amazing to see. And it's it's a projection realized with that fifth star right ahead of signing day. Okay, you two wrap us up with a quick grade of this Auburn 2023 class. And let's start with John. I'm going A minus. The only my only gripe is is the portal quarterback situation, which is kind of TBD. Wow. Um, unless this quarterback room is just better than I, I thought it was. You did address it from the high school perspective. Um, and then I think that the biggest overarching themes with Auburn were addressed recruiting locally, going out and flipping rival recruits, kids you would have played against. Otherwise I thought the boldness of Auburn was very evident on the trail to finish with a top 15 or 20 uh, type recruiting class. Y you landed your best recruit that you had on board previously in Jeremiah Cobb, who Georgia and Clemson wanted very badly at different points. A lot of the perceptional boxes checked with Hugh Freeze. And, and you got you got edge guys on defense and tackles on offense. The two things we, we know Auburn has struggled with over the last few years. So I think Hugh Freeze has his start at Auburn from a recruiting perspective about as good or better than anybody could have expected. And I'll give him a clean A, Jordan. And, and I think I think some context is needed here, right? I mean, this this class ranked in the 60s when Brian Harson was fired during the season. And since Hugh Freeze took over, he was able to sell something. I talked to him about it earlier this week down here in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. I, I'm like, what are you selling to these kids? Because you haven't coached a game yet. And he's like, Auburn's a special place. If you're willing to put in the work, you can win here. And over the last several years, only 12 programs 
have played for a national championship game twice. And Auburn's one of those. Auburn's in that discussion. They've fallen out of there over the last half decade because they didn't have the right guy leading the ship. And so Hugh Freeze is saying, hey, I'm that guy. I'm that dude. And clearly these kids believe him. Clearly these transfer guys believe him. And so with the addition of 12 guys through the portal, I think eight or nine of them will be starters or at least heavy, heavy rotational pieces. And you also address an issue uh, is almost like a sickness, Jordan, that has plagued Auburn for the last five, six, seven years is for some reason they haven't been able to attract offensive linemen to Auburn. And all of a sudden he's bringing in eight or nine guys to, to play along that offensive front. And so I think context is important here. Uh, I think with what he's been able to do, you got to give this class an A. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.